0: Hey everybody, this is the Common Sense American and I hope everyone is doing well. Hopefully they are self-quarantining in the best way possible and using this time to themselves to improve. I said last week that I really hoped everyone would sort of get on a self-improvement bandwagon during this time and, uh, you know, just try and be better at something, try and get better at something, try to learn new things, you know, this is, this is the time where we should be focusing on ourselves and our families and doing what we can to make the best of the situation, which is what Americans have always done and what they should always do. Uh, I did say, however, that the response uh, to this epidemic, the American public, uh, it really does not bode well for the future. I think there are a lot of problems that we have. It exposed the fragility, the gullibility of today's culture um, brought on, I think, by decades of far left policies that have only created completely helpless, hopeless, worthless legions of young people who can't do anything, who cannot function on their own. They have the social skills of a gnat. If they don't have the government backing them, they can't do anything. This is why they're pushing for more and more government intervention, why they want to be taken care of more. And we see that when something like this hits and people have to stand up and, you know, be human and be functional, the first thing that so many of them do is run straight to the government and say, you got to fix this. you got to help us. All with a mortality rate of, I don't know, what is it, one and a half two percent 2% in the U.S.? I don't even think it's that. Um... This is not the black play. This is not the black death. This is not, you know, Europe when a third of the population just up and died. This is not a disease that is taking out the best and the brightest that young people cannot fight. That is absolutely deadly. This is not, you know, I noticed on Netflix uh, the other day that the movie Outbreak, uh, which is a very good movie. I remember watching it a while ago. You know, Dustin Hoffman, Morgan Freeman, uh, Rene Russo. Uh, Kevin Spacey, fantastic cast, and really a very, very good movie. Cuba Gooding Jr. in a a lesser role. Just a very good movie, but also, um, you know, indicative of what I guess could be possible. Certainly, we have some nasty bugs out there. This is not what that's doing. That was, you get it, you die. That was pretty much what that was, and why they had to take such extreme measures, and it was airborne. Now, this is not what that is. This is not even close, Um, Yes, it is a danger. But like I said also last week, if this had happened 40, 50 years ago, for a variety of reasons, this would not have been anywhere near the deal it is now. The uh, much lower population of elderly, both in this country and overseas, certainly would have helped stem the tide. And the fact that we were just in much better condition, the one thing that they are not telling you or one of the many things that they're not telling you. They never tell you the condition of the people that did die. They don't release that information. And I can pretty much guarantee you that the overwhelming majority had something else wrong with them. They were either morbidly obese, which absolutely leads to other problems, or maybe they had other diseases, or they were on a cocktail of meds, Almost all of which suppress the immune system. If you look at the fine print of pretty much all the meds that people are taking today, especially the most popular ones, they all suppress the immune system to some extent. We are in the worst mental and physical condition the country has ever seen. I've been saying this for a very long time. And when something like this hits, it exposes that. Okay? But I, I don't want to beat the dead horse here. We already said it. What I'm going to do today is is move on a little and talk about, oh, the Democrat response. Wasn't it special? You know, I really was of the opinion. I really was. That Democrats had basically bottomed out. After the failed impeachment, you know, which was an absolute joke, and we all knew how that was going to end. Anyone with a brain knew how that was going to end. And also anyone with a brain knew why it happened in the first place. This had nothing to do with the president breaking laws or being unpresidential or doing anything even remotely uh bad enough that will qualify for impeachment. That anything, anything to do with it. This was Democrats realizing that Trump was going to win uh, running away in November and there wasn't anything they could do to stop it. So they had to get him out before this really got bad. They knew they didn't have a candidate to beat him. They knew that their current stock of candidates were, in fact, a joke if they were going to narrow it down to Biden, Sanders, and at the time, probably Warren. You know, it was, there was just no hope. There was not going to happen. They didn't have anybody, and they knew it. And they knew there was no chance, so they went after this, right? Um, Once that failed, once that was done, I really thought, and that was when, you know, you had to look at it and go, this is it. You got Biden and Sanders. You have a crazy old man who is crazy, maybe voluntarily, mostly voluntarily. That would be Sanders. And a guy who looks like he could be going crazy or a little senile, a little tapped in the head, too old. And... Not really understanding what it takes to run this country. And it worries me when I hear him say things like, I'm looking for a vice president who is fully qualified and capable of taking over, you know, should something happen to me. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that instills you with a lot of confidence, doesn't it? I think this guy knows he's not capable. I think the Democrats know he's not capable. I think they also know that Sanders can't run this country and never should. We, we cannot be a socialist country. Democrats know he'd be a failure, so they've been torpedoing him in in recent weeks which I also really didn't think was going to happen either just because you know I figured they were all going so far left there are too many socialists in the party that actually wants Sanders but anyway the point is they were they're in a bind they got nothing their their fundraising is for crap they have like no money the the uh, RNC and and Trump campaign are just raking in millions and there's just there's just no hope come November and so I'm thinking, okay. Well, they're they're hit rock bottom, right? It's over at that particular point. When you that low, when you're sunk that low, any party, any political party, any any group of any kind, really, when you've hit that low point, there's generally a correction. Consider it like a market correction, where you just have to, something has to change. The ideology has failed uh, with the overwhelming majority of the populace, the, the message that you're trying to send is being roundly rejected. You have got to make some changes, or your party is going to literally fall apart. And I said, oh, probably a year and a half ago now, one of my first podcasts where I said, look, the Democrat Party is crumbling, and here's why. And they've reached that crumbling phase. They reached it early this year after the impeachment failure. And I really thought, OK, well, look, no matter how nuts they are, and yes, they are driven by some seriously crazy people over there, they, there have to be some people with a brain left on the Democrat side. I know moderate Democrats. They exist. And I, I did an entire podcast about how we should not be forgetting that moderation is the majority of the country. There are mostly moderate right wing and mostly moderate left wing. They really are. The extremists are in the majority. I'm sorry, in the minority on both sides, the extreme minority, they really are. So to assume and have the media paint it that there are only you know extremes on both sides is causing a major rift. That has never been the case. So I thought, OK, that being true, why won't Democrats self-correct? They have to at this point. There's nothing more they can do in the current uh, direction they're going. It's a dead end. And then this uh, coronavirus hit and I thought, OK, this could actually be a problem because Trump is he's not prepared for this. Uh, we all say, obviously, he's a he's a great businessman. And that's the reason why he's doing so well, the job, because let's face it, running a country is essentially running one giant business. And he has proven that over the past few years. But this is a very different situation. And he really doesn't have any experience dealing with this. Very few people do. It's, it's a major deal. And um, I, I wasn't sure how he was going to react to this. I wasn't sure how he was going to handle it. I knew Democrats would immediately uh, attack his um, lack of experience in the matter, attack his you know, personality and how he would deal with it. And I thought, OK. And, and on top of which, if this lasts for any significant amount of time, this really could hurt him because things like this hurt presidents. Uh, they, they just do. If the economy tanks... And you head into an election, an election with the economy way down, that president is at a severe disadvantage and probably will not be reelected no matter who he is and no matter who he's running against. That's just the way it is. That's the way it is in a free market capitalist economy. And, And really, that's probably the way it should be if the country is not thriving. And bear in mind, unfortunately, it doesn't matter what the reason is. I know what you're all saying. Well, it doesn't matter. This is not Trump's fault. He should not. It does. Unfortunately, that just doesn't matter. It really doesn't. To most people in the country, they're going to be saying, okay, whatever the reason, we're still in a bad position. And our current leader has not let us out of this, at least not yet. And we're not seeing enough changes and we're still suppressed and we still have a lot of problems. And maybe we do need a change in leadership because it's not working and we're suffering. So the reason why it happened starts to get lost. They start to not care. And I thought, this is a problem. This could be an issue. Uh, I honestly did not think. I really didn't that Democrats could lower themselves even more. I didn't think that they could shoot themselves in a spot on their bodies where they haven't shot themselves yet. I mean, I didn't think it was possible. All they really had to do is sort of just say, "Okay, well, you know, we question. Trump's leadership in this. We question this. We question his response to it. The speed of this. We question how the current government is handling the situation. Here are our ideas for how to do this the right way. And, you know, they could be they could run counter to something that Trump said and they could really use this. And if things got bad, they could just sit back and say, see, he's not capable of doing this. You know, this was their this was their hope. And, of course, the media had all kinds of hope for saving their jobs. I made this point last week that, the, you know, something like this comes along and boom, all of a sudden they feel much safer in their jobs. And no matter how much sensationalizing they do, no matter how much manipulating the truth they do, no matter how much spreading of fear and panic, they're going to keep their jobs because everyone's watching and hearing the news. And it's sad that that's really what they're using this crisis for. But I thought, OK, well, our leaders, sure, some of them will use it, but they won't. Use it to, they'll they'll be subtle in trying to use it. Even Democrats can't be dumb enough to take such a uh, terrible situation and blatantly try to abuse that situation for their own gain, for their self-interest. I fully expect politicians to do this. They have done it. They always will do it. But they usually are a little more clever about it. They're subtle about it. These people really are nuts. They have no tact. This is what they do. Now, we all know what happened with the, the first stimulus attempt. The bill tries to go through. Democrats walk in and boom, it's over. And that's pretty much what McConnell said. He said, look, we, we had this. We thought we had it. And then, you know, Pelosi and Schumer show up and done. No, we're not doing that. And we're going to sh- this is our uh, offering. And in that bill contained at least half a dozen, maybe 10, depending on how you interpret it. Uh, Items that have absolutely nothing to do with healing a country during a health crisis. They got things for refugees in other countries. They got things for illegals. They got things for solar power. And they got stuff to push the Green New Deal. And then you got the the squad and their insanity. Again, all they needed to do was really say, no, I question Trump. I'm all for American know-how and getting this through. And I'll just stand up and see, you can see how American I am. And maybe heal some of the problems they've had in the past because their reputations are trashed right now. People like Ilhan Omar and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, they're just off the charts, terrible, their reputation. So they could have used this if they were smart about it, could have used this to help fix that reputation. But instead, they just go even, they, they apparently can't, can't do anything else. They go so far left, and they start talking about things. Okay, now they don't want people to be, like, even arrested. They don't, they'll let pe- people let people out of jail. Uh, you know, no one can be fired or things like that. Insane, economic, massive economic changes That would have a dire impact, and they don't even seem to care. They don't notice the impact that this is going to have. All they know is that this is help pushing their own agenda. Now, I want to make something clear, and I don't know if people know this. They should, but whenever a major bill is introduced, especially when there's a lot of money involved like this, and it involves government spending on a mass scale, uh, both sides, both parties, will attempt to infuse things into that bill that, you know, really doesn't have anything to do with the manifest intent of the bill. And they're going to want some stuff in there that so they can get stuff their own way. There's a lot of spending going on. Let's slip a few of these, and it's usually used as bargaining tactics, saying, look, okay, we'll do this, this, and this, but you have to give us this, this, and this. It does become, you know, political. There are things in there that very often have nothing to do with the original intent. That's not abnormal. However, in a situation like this, it's very, very public. It highlights what you really want for the country and where your goals and priorities lie. And you, the Democrats, should have recognized this. And by trying to inject all these into that bill when the country is suffering was a gigantic, gigantic mistake. Even other Democrats, even people who are really dyed in the wool leftists, and I know a few of them, we're saying, you, really? I mean, you got to be kidding. You do really do this? Did you really say no to this? And this is why? It's not even that they said no and, uh, you know, that we don't like this, we don't like this. And here are some ways of our own that we think could heal the country and get things going again. N- no, that's not what they're doing at all. They're playing their standard, all rich people, all corporations bad and socialist everything good. That is all that bill really was. It is a socialist manifesto on their side. It just is, look at it. And don't forget one important fact. They really would like to have a lot of those things put in there. Uh, They want that to be permanent. They really would. If you ask them, they want some of those things to be permanent, maybe not on that extreme scale, but they want those things to be more permanent. They want more government control. They want to use this as an excuse to insinuate the federal government into our lives at a much higher rate than it has been in the past, which we've all known. And all they did is use this epidemic to prove it to all of America and say, yep, that's true. We want more. You, If you want government interference in your lives, we're the party for you. We want to uh, infringe on individual personal freedoms. We want to take control of your lives more. We want to say that uh, America is now a socialist country and not a capitalist one, because this is an anti-capitalist, pro-socialist bill on their side in every way, shape, and form. Now, I know they've reached a, a tentative agreement uh, this morning, and I understand that, but I'm, I'm, I'm just to clarify, I'm talking about their initial comeback. I'm talking about Pelosi's uh, proposed bill and everything that was in it, and that got ripped apart on various news networks and things like that. And and again, it's it's I wouldn't say it's entirely bipartisan in terms of the reaction that we're all unified in saying that uh, that initial uh, shoot down of the Democrats was was a bad thing. But a lot of people are saying it. And this might be the final nail in the coffin for the party. And I can't believe they screwed this up this badly. This is highly uh, visible. This is highly questionable you have a country that is suffering, citizens that are sort of going, we're really in limbo. This feels a little bit like purgatory. What are we going to do? We don't have a steady source of income right now. We don't know when we're going back to work. And in some cases, if we're going back to work, because the business might not even be there when we go back. And that's especially true of small businesses, which, by the way, is about 98% of this country's economy. And when you have that situation, you can't have a political party standing up there and going, no, we don't, we don't like that. We, we think we don't like this. So let's take some time and come up with something else that benefits us way more than it benefits the country at this moment in time. It benefits our visions, our agenda. It doesn't benefit you directly right now. They could make you the argument that it will, would benefit us, I guess, at some point in the future because it's their grand master plan for America, but it has nothing to do with what's happening right now. And the right now, the here and now, is what matters to the citizens of this country. You've got 156 million people in in basic quarantine right now. Well, not quarantine, but the the stay-at-home thing, right? Where they really, their lives have sort of come to a stop. And they're all worried. And you're going to stand up there and make this about you? Even if you try to tell people that it's not about you, the, the action of shooting down the bill and, and, and uh, offering one of your own that is clearly written in self-interest and has nothing to do with the interest of citizens, the immediate interest and necessity of citizens, that's a very, very bad look. How did you do this again, Democrats? This, I, it boggles the mind. This wasn't even that difficult. You, you could have just hoped that Trump would have messed this up. He's not messing it up, at least not really from what I can see. He's doing what he can and, but you could have just done that, you know, questioned it, said, maybe dug back and found out that uh, he could have helped prevent it a little bit more or something. You could have done that. You could, that's, this is a time to go after the president. Sure, I see it. You could have done that and done it in a, a little bit more subtle way. But no, you totally screw things up by torpedoing yourselves. How do you keep doing this? I, I, it's, it's amazing to me. Where was the – shouldn't there be a correction – in that party, maybe there will be one now, because I don't even see how the reputation could suffer any more than it has. At the end of this epidemic, they will be remembered as the party that got in the way of America getting rolling again, that said, oh, well, yeah, we know you're suffering, but we still want to get our agenda pushed, because that's our priority. That's how selfish and egocentric and power-hungry we are. That's not, we're not going to forget that. Even people on the left are not going to forget that you screwed yourselves. Trump's approval rating is back through the roof again. And yeah, it looks like even more likely that he's going to take this election. I, you know what? Like I said, and I've said it many times, you've done it to yourself, Democrats. You really did. You, you, you just keep, you take the cake. You really do. Every time I think that you're going to exhibit a brain, that you're going to realize your situation and take a, a reasoned approach to fixing it. You prove that you have no reason. Ah, Anyway, I think that'll do it for this week. I think most of you will agree. Again, I hope everyone stays healthy. I hope they uh, stay sane. And, you know, if you ever want a logical, intelligent, or, well, hopefully intelligent, uh, opinion on on the world's hottest topics, you know you can always turn to the common sense American. I, I try and speak for the average everyday man. I am one myself. Uh, just because I was and still am a journalist and a writer and an editor and I deal with politics and uh, I have a college degree. But, you know, none of that really matters in the long run, honestly. what really matters is to be able to look at the current situation in the world and try and get an understanding of it and, and you know, think about it a little bit. That's all it is. It takes a little thought. Nothing, nothing special doesn't require any formal education to do that. I think most people used to do that more often. I think a lot of citizens used to do that more often. Use their brains more. Rely on themselves. And I know I have a lot of listeners who, who do that believe in self-sufficiency uh, and believe in self-improvement. But anyway, I'm dragging on. Unnecessary. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. And I will certainly see you again next week with hopefully more interesting insight. Maybe not in the corona, but we'll see how long this goes. Everyone have a... Safe and happy upcoming week. Thank you.